the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Is there anybody hosting or greeting? Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. Good morning. This is Rita. Seems like you're doing a lot of thing this morning. I Good guess morning. so. Huh? Is that Tracy? No, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Hey, De- Deborah. Good uh, morning. Hey. <laughs> I, I was thinking of I was thinking about your mama yesterday. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah, oh my up. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed that out. <laughs> I just you, you know, I was thinking about her, I, I was thinking about her singing, I still have joy. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes. <laughs> that was yes, her song. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. Grandma, everybody's up there. A lot of them. Right. 
Michael, Daddy. <laughs> Uncle Michael, mm-hmm. Uncle Raymond, he went too. He got that right. COVID and went. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody went home. <laughs> right. Yeah. And anyone else join the call? Good morning. Good morning. All right. Who is that? It's Resilient Rosanna. Resilient Rosanna. Boy, y'all in these names, y'all sound good. That's all right. Resilient Rosanna. All right. <laughs> Anyone else? Good morning. Now, the greeter texted me at midnight last night, told me I was on this morning, and she's not on. Anyone else join the call want to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good morning. Good morning, Pally. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Hey, Bubba. Hey, Brexit. You're great. I mean, yeah, because I'm calling Tracy now on this other phone because she told me she you were doing the prayer. She was. Wait a minute. Say what? <laughs> Tracy said to me. She said she was hosting. Tracy? And you were praying. And who's declaring? I am. (laughs) Oh, bless the Lord. I know I'm going to sit up now. (laughs) Oh, bless the day. Anyone else join the call want to say good morning? Uh, Good morning, Pastor Oville. We're working on now then. Happy Saturday. Look, don't you start with me, okay? Don't you start, okay? I'm on top of my game, okay? You definitely are, and I commend you. Hats off, sir. Thank you. Good morning, it's Susie Lavelle. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Susie Q? Yep, it's me. <laughs> That's my, my long-lost member. You see what I did for the church this week, Susie? Yep. All right. <laughs> You're the best pastor ever. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You have a blessed day. Okay, was that my bar? Barb, was that you? Yes, that was me, Pastor. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Cancer and Seattle awaits you, Pastor. Uh-huh. I was up. Hey, Cancer. Anyone else? Good morning. Morning, Pastor Lavelle. This is Monica. Good morning, Monica. Anyone else? Good morning. No? Tracy hit me at 1230 and told me I was on, and she ain't even answering the phone.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Pastor Jones. Who else is on the line? Real quick, this is Kendra. Again, I have a prayer request. If we can pray for my, uh, they found two tumors on her brain. So, I'm so, I'm sorry, Kendra. You're a little bit muffled. Say it again. If we could pray for my aunt Vera, she has two tumors on her brain. Oh, okay. All right, Bubbly, you got that? Hey, did you say Vera, um, Kendra? Yes. Okay, baby, got you. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. I have a praise report. All right. Yes, Sister Sylvia. I had um, my homeless friend, um, Pandora. She uh, has been offered housing um, and proud of grace of God was able to help advocate for her after seeing her in a tent for over a year or so. Helped to get all her paperwork and documents in yesterday, and then we went to have breakfast. Oh, praise God. What a praise report. Praise God. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. All right. Anyone else? Good morning. It's Pastor Jones. Good morning, Pastor Jones. It's Gloria. Good morning, Glo. <laughs> <laughs> you going fishing today? I went yesterday. Oh, day before yesterday. Oh, okay. Good. I got a funeral. I got a funeral today. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Going back on mute. Okay. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Miss Catherine. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. This is Tanya. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. How's your time? Pastor Lavelle, who's going to read the script? Um, I, I don't know because I don't know the script. <laughs> Where bubbly are you on? You want to read it or you want me to read? You can read it because I don't know where I don't have a Okay. <laughs> I'm under the dryer getting my hair done. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna read the script in about one minute. Okay. All right. While she's getting ready, anyone else? Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Good morning. Hello, good morning, good morning, everybody. Foxy, how you guys doing? Happy Saturday. All right. All right. Good morning, it's nourishing. Oh, boy. I don't have no voice, but I'm here. This was who? It's nourishing Nikisha. Oh, okay. Nourishing <laughs> Nikisha. Y'all got these names. Lord Jesus. Okay. It's Keish. Uh, it's Keish. It's uh, Keish. That's, that's all you had to say, player. <laughs> okay. Anyone else? Good morning. 
Now's your time. Good morning. All right, let's get started. All right, let me see now. Bubbly's praying or who's praying? Bubbly is praying. Okay, well, all right, let's get it started. Hold on, let me get to the script. All right, good morning. Good morning. So before we move forward, we ask that you all mute your phone so that we can proceed. Good morning. My name is Rochelle, and I am your host slash greeter this morning. Thank you, Pastor Lavelle. Thank you for joining us here at Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us daily in the month of March, where the theme is assurance. This means that all our declarations will be regarding gaining assurance from the Lord. There are no announcements today, but there is one prayer request on the app from Mona um, for her bonus son, Brandon, and for a friend. Um, Mona, if you could tell uh, us her name again. Oh, no, it was just for Brendan and our, um, for, for our families. Okay. Um, the order of the call, prayer and corporate praise, will be brought to you by Bubbly. The declaration will be brought to you by Pastor Lavelle. <clears throat> then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The prayer, again, will be brought to you by Bubbly. The declaration by Pastor Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is 1 John 5 and 14, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. May the Lord Lord add a blessing to the hearing, to the reading, the hearing, and the doing of his holy word. At this time, I would like to remind you to put your phones on mute as I pass the call to our prayer warrior, Bubbly. Amen. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for this early morning rising, Lord God, that we can give you our first fruits this morning, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, for this brand new day, Lord God, of grace and mercy, Father God. God, we just bless you and we love you and we just lift up our hands, our hands up to you, Lord God. Oh, awesome praise, awesome praise, Lord God, because you are a mighty, awesome God, Lord God. Lord God, we first and foremost are asking, oh God, for you to be Jehovah's Rapha, Lord God. Asking for prayer for Kendra's auntie, Vera, Lord God, she, that she has two aneurysms, oh God, on her brain, Robert. And we know you can do all things but fail, Father God. Asking you to go into where, in the hospital room, Lord God, and touch her in her body, Lord God. Give her strength, Lord God, to endure. Give her peace that surpasses your peace that surpasses all understanding. Guarding our hearts and our minds, Lord God. Touch um, Brother Brandon, oh God. And from um, Simona's 
family and family members, oh God, and bless that family, Lord God, for whatever it is that they're going through, Lord God, because we know you are everywhere at all times, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. God, I ask you, oh God, to continue to touch those who are in bereavement, oh God, those who are mourning over a loved one, oh God. God, touch those who have COVID, Lord God. Touch them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord God. We know, we know all things work together for good, Lord God. We know that. That's what your word says. We, we pray it back to you, Lord God. Ask you, oh God, to just touch those, Lord God, who just need a touch from you this morning, Lord God. Ask you to just keep your loving arms wrapped around those who just need a touch from you this morning, oh God. Touch Touch the pastors, Lord God. Bless them and we pray and we bring them up to you, God, petitioning on their behalf, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. How I bless you this morning, Jesus. How I bless you this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. And then, oh God, we ask, oh God, that you will continue to do, have your way and and be in your will, Lord God, to cover this nation, Lord God, as we continue to go through this COVID season, Lord God. Bless those young people, Lord God, who are losing hope, Lord God, during this time, Lord God. Help us to, to show them and remind them that no matter what it looks like, Lord God, that you will be there to the end, that you will keep us in your keeping care, Father God. Hallelujah. How we bless you, oh God, this morning. How we bless you, Lord God, this morning. How we bless you this morning, oh God. Ask it, oh God, that you cover Pastor Lavelle, Lord God, on this day, Lord God. Use him as you always do, Lord God. Crown his head with wisdom and knowledge. Give him a word, Lord God, that will help your people today, Lord God. God, how we just love you, Lord God. I love you so much, God. I'd like to thank you, Lord God, for your protection, oh God. Thank you for your protection, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for your protection, Lord God. Hallelujah, God. We just thank you. Thank you for your mercy, God. Thank you for your mercy this morning, God. Thank you for your grace, God, because there's none like you, oh God. Continue to ask for prayer for Moni and her dad, Father God. I haven't heard from her in a little minute, so I'm just asking her, asking for prayer for her and her family, Lord God. Bless those who are traveling, Lord God, for those who are on the highways and byways and airways, oh God, and planes and, and buses, trains, and whatever mode of transportation, access for your covering, Lord God. How we just thank you and we bless you, Lord God. We can't do nothing, absolutely nothing without you, but we can do all things through you, Lord Jesus. All thanks through you, Lord God. As you to continue to lift up Dion, Lord God, her and her three young men, Lord God, as you just continue, and oh God, thank you that she said yes seven years ago. God, we thank you. We thank you so much, God, for this prayer line, God, which is more than a prayer line, God. It's just, it gives us life. <laughs> Hallelujah. It gives us life, dear God. How we bless you, oh God. And we give your name praise, Lord God. I can't thank you enough, Lord Jesus, for all that you are to me in my life, Father God. How I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, oh God. Because you are the great I am, God. You are our Abba Father. 
Father, thank you that we can call you our Abba, Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus. God, we just want to say thank you, Lord God, because you are excellent, oh God. You are omnipotent, oh God. You are excellent, Lord God. And we just can't give you nothing but praise, Lord God. So as we take our phones off of you, oh God, asking that you would um, give us the best, your best praise, oh God, that we can give you the best praise, oh God. We can Thank you. 
what Pastor LaBelle has for us this morning. I love you guys, each and every one of you. God's choice blessings over your day and your life. It is in Jesus' name I pray and give you thanks, Lord Jesus, as I pass the call to Pastor LaBelle. Blessings. Amen. Thank you, Sister Barbara. Amen. Again, good morning to everyone. God has again shown us another expression of his love, another opportunity to be on declared victory. We are in the land of the dying, on our way to the land of the living. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I'm just excited about Jesus today. Amen. It's been a long week, um, but God has once again blessed us, and he has truly, truly kept us. Amen. Amen. Our, our, our lesson today is on assurance and um I, I found something. Uh, please, please mute your line. Please mute your line. Check your mute. Check your mute. Check your mute. Check your mute. Please check your mute. All right. I found something nestled in a passage of scripture uh, that I want to try and bring out today. Um, I know we just had Resurrection Sunday uh, last week, but in having assurance, what what happened after Resurrection? We usually just stop at Resurrection and don't go no further. And so woven in the framework of this text is a little passage out of Luke um, uh, chapter 24. Please mute your line. Please mute your line. Um, 24 and 13. Let me just read the scripture, Luke 24 and 13. And behold, two of them went the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all the things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together in reason, Jesus himself drew near and went with them and their eyes were holding that they should not know him and he said unto them what manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad wow 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 you got to have assurance you got to have assurance um according uh, to the biblical record there, there were a number of uh, post-resurrection appearances made by Jesus to different people at different places um, at different times and for different reasons. Um, if if you remember, he uh, he appeared to a few of the disciples while they were on a fishing expedition on the Galilean Sea, and he walked along the shores that he might confirm Peter as an authentic apostle and that he might lift Peter up out of a state of discouragement. He appeared unto Thomas. You remember in the upper room, Didymus, who was a twin 14 days after his resurrection in order that Thomas might have faith and believe and that he might lift Thomas from a state of doubt. He appeared unto Saul and arrested him as he traveled 
on the Damascus Road. He did so in order uh, to convert Saul and turn him from a persecutor into a preacher. He did it so that he could lift Saul out of a state of damnation. But in this in this passage that I just read, uh, with sinners before us today, we have uh, two men who are walking down the road to Emmaus, and he comes to them uh, for assurance that he might lift them from their despair. But but now, unlike the events that centered around Jesus' birth and his death, um, these posts, please mute your line, please mute your line, please mute your line. These post-resurrection appearances of Jesus, watch this, they, they were not as, I would say, um, spectacular or as, as exciting as the events that centered around his death or, and his birth. Uh, let me give you a window to help you see what I'm talking about. Remember, at his birth, uh, nighttime became daytime. And then at his death, daytime became nighttime. At his birth, heaven's choir moved their choir stand from heaven and stood on a solidified platform of air molecules and sang to the shepherds of the fields of Bethlehem, glory to God and the highest, peace on earth and goodwill to all men. But at his death, heaven got quiet. Heaven closed its doors until he from the cross cried, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Um, at Y'all, please mute your line. Please, one more time. Please just stop for a second and, and please check your, your line. Please check your line. Okay. Okay. At, at his birth, remember the cosmos pushed out a special star to mark the place where he was to be born. But if you remember at his death, Nature suffered from cosmic epilepsy because the sun refused to shine and the moon wouldn't shed her light. And remember, the stars turned inside out. It got dark, so dark, in fact, until the earth, the earth reeled and rocked and trembled and shook until the centurion had to admit and acknowledge, surely this is the Son of God. But, but, but now that Resurrection Sunday is over, and when you study these posts, resurrection appearances of Jesus, you will discover that they are, 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 are strange, uh, perhaps simple, but, but, but all of them are very serious because, because all we have in this scene is a simple act of two men walking down the road toward a little uh, village that nobody ever heard of because of what they had experienced on an awful hill called Calvary back in Jerusalem. Remember, they, they had followed Jesus, um, but, but now this Jesus whom they had heard say, I'm the bread of life, this Jesus whom they had heard say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, this Jesus who just a few days ago, uh, uh, you heard him say, the thief cometh but forth to kill, steal, and destroy, but I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I mean, this Jesus who just a few days ago stood on the outskirts of the city of Bethany and told Martha, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. Fact about it, he that believeth in me shall never die. I mean, this Jesus who had literally made so many claims, this Jesus who had caused them to put all of their hopes in him, this Jesus who, who had made them to trust in him, this Jesus is dead. Oh, yeah, he dead. And when Jesus died, 
Remember, all of their hopes died. Matter of fact, the last time they saw their hope, their hope was being buried in a borrowed tomb. The last time they saw their hope, their hope was being shut in behind a rock, shut in with a rock over a rock. The last time they saw their hope, their hope was being shut in with a rock under a rock. The last time they saw their hope, their hope was being guarded by Roman soldiers. Well, well, they had heard from some women that their hope had been sighted around the Sporca area earlier that morning. But watch this. They were so upset. They were so frustrated. You got to read the scripture that they wouldn't spend 20 minutes to check out the reality of the rumor. So they packed their bags and headed down the road to Emmaus. Now, now, what I need you to understand, declared victory, this Jerusalem Emmaus factor is, is not just an experience that happened to these uh, two men on that first Easter Sunday morning. This Jerusalem Emmaus factor is one that has been happening to every disciple, every Christian at every age, and can and will happen in all of our lives. That's why we need assurance. Because you can rest assured that there will come a time, point in time in all of our lives that somebody will literally try and kill all of our hopes. That there will come a time when it seems like all of our hopes have been buried underneath the avalanche of circumstance and life is not going the way we planned. The hills seem too hard to climb. The valleys seem too low to go through. The nights seem too dark, long, and cold to endure. The road gets rough. The going gets tough. And you reach a point and life and, 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 and know when you get there and feel that way, know that you have just entered the city limits of a Jerusalem Emmaus experience. Oh, yeah, when you, when you get there, when your life is backed up against the wall and you've gone as far as you can go and, and you don't have assurance, you don't have a way out and every door is closing in your face. I mean, when you get there and you don't know what, you, what to do, know that you have just entered the city limits of a Jerusalem Emmaus experience. But please understand that the Jerusalem and the Emmaus experience comes whenever we try and get away from Jerusalem and go to Emmaus to escape our own personal Jerusalem. You see, when you attempt to avoid facing our own personal Jerusalem, that's when a Jerusalem Emmaus factor comes into being. Emmaus is our way out. And all of us at some point in time, because we don't have the assurance that we need to, will find ourselves on our way to Emmaus. And, and, and since y'all listening to me this morning, and since you've got to go there, uh, I, I think I need to tell you where Emmaus is. Emmaus is about seven miles from a situation you can't handle. In essence, your Emmaus is wherever you go or whatever you do to get away from the realities of life. Uh, before the pandemic, for some of y'all, your Emmaus was going to the nightclub. For some of you, Yoey Mayus was going to the racetrack bait, betting on your favorite horse. For some of y'all, Yoey Mayus was going up the highway, just a little piece to Reno or to Tahoe or, or to Cash Creek or Thunder Valley or wherever your favorite casino may be, wherever you live. If you don't live in Northern California, for some of y'all, Yoey Mayus is, is lying next to somebody with your body, but your mind is floating across town. For some of you, Yoey Mayus is lying in the arms of somebody who don't belong to you in the first place. Yoey Mayus is wherever you go or whatever you do when you don't have assurance to get away from the realities of life. Because when you come to the point of, 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 of uh, when you come to that point in your life, um, when, when, in, when you feel like life isn't worth living, when you come to the point where your future looks fuzzy, your finances 
look finished. Your family has forsaken you and your friends have even started acting funny. When you come to the point, if you weren't so holy, you throw in the towel and say to hell with the whole situation. I think you know you just entered a Jerusalem Emmaus experience. But now, but now I, I, I've given you bad news, so now I got to give you some good news. Uh, there's some good news because we've got somebody to give us assurance. We've got somebody who's ready, willing, and able to help us to deal with our Jerusalem and our Emmaus experience. And I'm reading it. It's right here in this text because the text says, and as they walked, Jesus himself drew near and watched this. He went with them. Well, if y'all got time, if y'all got time, let's 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 let me lend me your imagination for just a few minutes and 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 let's walk with the three of them and, and let's see how Jesus gave them assurance. Let's see how Jesus uh helped them to deal with their Jerusalem Emmaus experience. Well, first of all, I think the first thing he did was he gave them insight into the scripture. What what I've discovered as believers is that the reason we can't handle our problems and the reason we don't have assurance is because we don't have no we don't know what the word of God says. Because when Jesus shows up, Jesus asked him, he says, what seems to be the problem? They they looked at him real strange and mysterious and said, wait a minute, are you the one, only one in town that does not know how, how, how they crucified our Lord, how they nailed his hands uh, to the cross, riveted his feet? Y'all, please mute your line. Please mute your line. Please mute your line. Please mute your line. Thank you. All right. I mean, are, are you the only one in town that, that does not know how they uh, nailed his hands to the cross and riveted his feet and they pierced him inside? I, I mean, are you the only one in town that does not know how they spit on him and beat him all night long? Jesus looked at them and said, you fools. He said, if you didn't believe the women, he said, you should have checked out my word because my word said that I had to suffer. And the reason we don't have assurance, I've discovered something about us. Our problem is not that we need more money. Maybe your problem is not that you need more education. You may not need a better job or more popularity. Maybe the center of your problem to give you assurance is that you probably need more of the word in your life. The reason you can deal with your dark situation and have assurance is because when you got the word of God, when it gets dark, you know, the word of God says weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. When you got the word of God, you don't have to worry about when folk get on your trail because, you know, the word says in the 37th number of Psalm, fret not thyself because of evildoers and neither be thou envious of the workers of iniquity because they'll soon be cut down. When you got the word, you can have assurance because you don't have to worry about getting in trouble because when it looks like God won't show up, you know, the word says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I mean, when your mind is in turmoil and you don't know which way to go and, 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 and you don't know what to do because, you know, Isaiah said, if you keep your mind on me, he said, I'll keep your mind in perfect peace. And Paul said, if you think about me, he said, the peace of God shall guard your mind. Yeah, when you when you got the word of God and life gives you a lemon, you don't have to suck on a lemon because you can read the word. You know that God can take lemon and make lemonade. I hear Paul said, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. That's what I love. I got his word. 
I, I, I got his word. That's why I can have assurance today. That's why I can sit here and do this declaration with a smile on my face because I have assurance. That's why I don't have to worry about the other things that are going on or going on. Now, I'm not saying they're not problematic. Don't get me wrong what I'm saying. Okay. Now, now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Because, because when I look at the scripture, I, I like, I, I get excited about scripture, y'all. I, I like what Jesus did. He didn't start with Matthew and Mark when he gave them insight into the scripture. But, but he started with Moses, and I like that because every now and then you hear people talking about you can't see Jesus in the Old Testament. But I need you to understand as believers that Jesus just didn't get started with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. As a matter of fact, he was before the beginning had ever begun. Before the beginning had began, he had already begun. And if you think I'm kidding, uh, 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 let me call the roll for a minute. In, in Genesis, he's the creator and the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he's a Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's a high priest. In Numbers, he's the star of Jacob. In Deuteronomy, he's the prophet. And Joshua, he's the captain of our salvation. And Judges, he's a great deliverer. And Ruth, he's our kinsman, redeem, heavenly kinsman, redeemer. And Nehemiah, he's a restorer of a nation. And Psalm, he's the praise of the Lord. And Proverbs, he's my example. And, and Songs of Solomon, he's the lover of my soul. Isaiah, the governor, prince of peace, everlasting father. Jeremiah, he's the branch of righteousness. Ezekiel, he's the plan of renown. He's a will in the middle of the wheel. And Daniel, he's a stone you out the mountain. And Amos, he's a restorer over Israel. Obadiah, he's the deliverer upon Mount Zion. And Jonah, he's the buried risen Savior. And Micah, he's the everlasting God. And Nahum, he's a stronghold in the day of trouble. And Haggai, he's the smitten shepherd. And Zechariah, he's the refiner's fire and the fill of soap. Uh, Malachi, he's the son of righteousness coming with healing on the tip hell of his wings because he didn't just get started. So, so if you need assurance, if you want to know how to deal with this pandemic, if you want to know how to uh, uh, have assurance going forward in this life, you, 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 you got to get in the word, baby. So, so, so not only did he give them insight to the scriptures, but watch this. He illuminated their sins. But the Bible said he opened their eyes because, because when you look at it again, you have to understand that these disciples were despondent, they felt rejected, and they were in a deep state of despair. William Barclay, a, a, a writer that I love, he says that they walked toward the S-U-N set instead of walking toward the S-O-N resurrection. So much so that when Jesus showed up, that they couldn't even recognize who Jesus was. And you know, declare victory. I hear, I hear every day we, we do corporate prayer. I, I hear every day we, we, we do declarations. Some of y'all speak in tongues and, 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 and all of that. And, and we like to prophesy and we like to tell people this and tell people that. But I've discovered that in the midst of sometimes of our trial and tribulation, we've got to learn how to recognize Jesus when he shows up. And one reason people don't have assurance and can't see Jesus in their dilemma, because we've allowed some of these prosperity preachers or these super safe folks uh, to tell us that when you suffer and have it hard, that Jesus ain't nowhere around. But suffering is no sign of divine disappearance. Suffering is the chance to know salvation. Suffering is the chance to know God's ability to heal. And somebody listening to me this morning on this line, you've been having it rough. Why? Because you have not been able to see Jesus in the midst of your situation. But from this scripture, we can have assurance. From this lesson, we can see that Jesus walks with us through every 
situation, through every facet of life. And, and I like that because he's not just Johnny Gill's farewell friend. He, he's not just some heavenly Christ appearing through the clouds, but Jesus will, will get involved with our lives. He'll walk with you. He'll talk with you. He'll go through every storm of life, holding your hand through sickness and pain. He'll be a hope for tomorrow. He'll be a joy in times of sorrow. He'll be a way out of nowhere. Jesus will go through your situation with you to give you assurance, but you have to learn how to recognize Jesus when he shows up. That's why David said, yea, though I walk. You, I mean, you've got to go through it. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. You have to understand in your assurance that whatever you're facing, Jesus is walking with you. And, and you know what the good news is? The good news is, is that Jesus knows when to show up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, he may not come when you want him to, but if you trust him, you can have assurance because he's always on time. Uh, if you think I'm kidding, ask the children of Israel. They'll tell you when you got the Red Sea in front of you, the mountains of Kalahara on both sides, and Pharaoh's army coming close behind. God took his time in getting there because he wanted to drown Pharaoh's army. I mean, he knows when to show up. Ask Joseph. Joseph will tell you that 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 his brothers put him in the pit, but he went from the pit to Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house down to the prison, uh, uh, and all the way to the palace. Ask the Hebrew boys down in Babylon. Therefore, when the king sat down on the throne, God stood up in heaven. And the Hebrew boys say, we didn't bow, we didn't bend, and we didn't burn because he knows when to show up. Ask John when he was on the Isle of Patmos. John will tell you that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard a voice behind me like the sound of a trumpet. And I, and I turned, and it was Jesus because he, he wanted me to see a, a, a new Jerusalem coming out of heaven where there's no more sickness, no more pain. I mean, he knows when to show up. And ask Paul and Silas and Philippi, they'll tell you that they didn't get unexcited about being in jail. Jail didn't diminish their joy. But at midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises uh, uh, unto God, and God caused a great earthquake. Ask Mary and Martha down in Bethany with their brother Lazarus. Wait a minute. I I'm tired of calling the roll. You ain't got to ask them, y'all. You can ask me this morning. I'll tell you, God knows when to show up in your life. And what I like about it, what I love about him, y'all, and, and my assurance with him is that you don't have to wait till Sunday morning. I'm so sick of these people running around here talking about the Holy Ghost headquarters at their church. Quit lying. Jesus don't hang out in no building. And you ain't got to wait till Sunday morning to get in contact with Jesus. He'll come by your house, driving down the street. Jesus will get in the car with you. And so let me let me kind of close with this. I think I need to tell you, in order to have real assurance, if you don't hear nothing else, I say you got to hear this. It takes discipleship to have his companionship. Why do you say that, Jones? Because Jesus doesn't just keep company with just anybody. Now, if you want to have assurance, if you want Jesus to walk with you through your uh, dark nights and, and through whatever you're going through in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of your mama dying, your daddy dying, your loved one dying. It takes discipleship to have his companionship. But I think I need to tell you that he comes by invitation and not by intrusion. You see, you've got to invite him in if you want his help. He, he's not just going to come by your house because your mama was a missionary and your daddy was a preacher. 
if you want Jesus to get involved with your situation, you got to learn how to invite Jesus in. And, you know, I've discovered that a lot of us are in a blizzard today because when God intended for us to enjoy an April shower, we turned it into a thunderstorm because we wouldn't invite Jesus in. But then next of all, when you give him an invitation, you invite him in as guest. I think I need to tell you that he takes over as the host. Because when you look at the text and look at the scripture, when they invited him to go home with him, Jesus ended up being the host. And I need to tell you that either he's Lord over all or he ain't Lord at all. See, either you're going to let Jesus be president or he ain't going to be resident. Either you're going to let the Lord drive or he doesn't want to ride because he takes over whenever he shows up. You, you don't have to take my word for it. Ask Joshua when they get ready to fight the battle. He saw this angel standing between heaven and earth with his breastplate of God on, helmet of God on, sword drawn. Joshua looked at him and said, man, are you for us or against us? He said, I'm not here to take sides. I'm here to take over. And he gives you assurance because he takes over whenever he shows up. So not only to give them insight to the scripture, but lastly, watch this. He inspired their souls. He set their hearts on fire. Y'all, I'm, I'm going home on this one. You see, the heart of their problem or, or the heart of our problem is the problem in our hearts. And a lot of times, many of us miss Jesus by 18 inches. I'm told it's, it's about 18 inches from your head to your heart. You see, we know what the Bible says in our head. But our problem is we can't quite believe it in our hearts. Now, I, I don't want to deal with this. Uh, I don't have time to deal with this uh, today. But our problem is we got learning, but we don't have no burning. A lot of us have been appointed, but we haven't been anointed. And, and I've never seen so many folk in the church with so many degrees. Now, no, 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 don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a degree. You, you need a formal education. You, you, you need an educated head, but you better first get a consecrated heart because it is possible to have a Ph.D., but if you don't have no G.O.D., you're just a smart devil. I, I wish I had time to work on that, y'all, because it seems to me with all of these degrees, A.A.D.D., uh, Ph.D., M.A.B.A., with all of these degrees in the church, it seems like the temperature in the church is ought to heat up just a little bit with all of these degrees. I mean, you need the word of God in your home. You need it in your hand. You need it in your head. But what if somebody steals it out your house? What if somebody steals it, uh, snatch it out your hand? What if you go crazy, lose your mind? That's why David said, thy word have I hid in my heart. That's why we got a, a, a lot of problems with a lot, uh, a lot of uh, Bible-toting, scripture-quoting devils because they got the scripture in their head, but they don't have it in their heart. Our problem is we want to understand everything in our head, but sometimes you got to learn how to trust God with your heart. A lot of things in the Bible I can't understand with my head, but I trust God with my heart. Let, let me give you a window. I'm done. I'm done. I, I don't understand how no virgin can have no baby, but I believe it in my heart. I, I don't understand how pouring in and pouring out, dipping and sipping water can be turned into wine. But I believe it in my heart. Like Job, I can't answer God when he asked me to articulate the, uh, the, science, the, the language of the scientists and to explain the interplanetary motive of the nebula. I can't articulate that. I, I don't know how to bind the sweet influences of a rion. rion. I, I don't know anything about play IDs. I can't articulate how uh, uh, the orbs of life move in one decimal degree, change the season on the earth, bringing summer, winter, spring, and fall. 
I, I can't articulate that, but I believe it in my heart. I don't understand how Mercury, uh, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, the moon can move at 1,000 miles a second around the sun, spinning and moving. I don't understand how they do that and they never jump track and, and have a wreck and run into each other. I, I don't understand that, but I believe it in my heart. I can't understand it, but God said in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And because I'm in his word and I know what his word says, I have assurance and I can go on with my assurance because as far as I'm concerned, if God said it, you ain't got to believe it, but that settles it. I quit. I'm done. Anybody get a chance to say good morning? Now's your time. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Good morning, Sister Stephanie. I enjoyed your declaration. Thank you so much. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Sister Cynthia. Good morning, Sister Cynthia. Good morning, sir. Anyone else? Good morning. Prosperous Pam, your wonderful word today. Praise God. Bless you. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. It was all right. (laughs) I can't stand you. I can't stand you. I, you you get my text yesterday? Yes, brother. I, I love you. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> awesome word. No, really. That word was fire. Okay. Uh, anybody else? Good morning. Thank you for bringing the word. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sabbath. This is Sister Melinda. Sister Melinda, you sound like you just stretched when you said that. I did. Yeah. Mm, All right. Can you pray for me and my son? We're kind of going through it out here in Seattle, just some um, heaviness going on. But can you just pray? But I'm just gonna keep the, I'm gonna keep my um, my joy in, in spite of it today. I'm going to church, and I'm just gonna just give them, give the Lord All everything right. we have and praise. We'll be All okay. Right. Amen. Thank you. All right. Anyone else? Good morning, Victory Family. God bless you all this morning. Great declaration. Brother Sarge. Brother Sarge, how are you? All right. Was it was there anybody had an aha moment in the declaration you want to bring out? Anybody? Any question? Any comment? No? Hey, Brother Pat Jones, this is certainly. Um, could you could you repeat the what you said about the discipleship and was it no relationship? I I I'm trying to remember. And I was like, no, this. It takes discipleship to have its companionship. Okay, I thought that's what you said. Thank you so much, and your um words. I set up for the entire time for that, okay? <laughs> right, because remember, remember, Bubbly, he doesn't keep company with just anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that to be true. And okay. so thank you so much for those words, encouragement, and the blessed assurance. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that helped a lot this morning. Uh, thank you so much. I love you and bless you. Bless you. 
Why do thank you? Why do we have all of this word and and in front of us and and we're still we still don't have the assurances. I mean, somebody still got to assure us that everything is going to be all right. I understand our humanness. I understand our humanness, and and because there's sometimes that I even get discouraged, even being a pastor, um, seeing all this going on and stuff and all of that. What is it that keeps you motivated? Hey, Brad. So, um, thank you, because Rochelle, Rochelle texted me. I, I, I overslept, so I didn't hear. I heard you greeted him. You did the hosting or something, so I, I'm so sad that I missed that. It's beautiful. But for me, so glad that when you were talking about when you got the word of God, you have assurance. And when it's in your heart, but not in your, well, it's in your head, but not in your heart. So you're just doing a lot of babbling. You really are, because you're not really it's not even um going down so you're to me it's just what are you doing i'm so grateful that when i went through my near-death experience in 95 the doctor himself because i was mentally losing it in his office after a visit he was just checking my sutures and all of that but he looked in my eyes and he could tell that i was i was i wasn't there i was checking out he quoted me Isaiah forty thirty one. So when I heard you say that, that word is my assurance that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Had I not allowed that to penetrate my heart, I heard what he said, and I could recite it, and I could memorize it, but it had to get in my head. It had to get out of just my head and get into my heart so that I didn't lose my mind. And that I would still be here 26 years later to see my granddaughter and still be vibrant and still know that through all that. Because your word this morning just reminded me of how we got to really believe. And I'm so grateful that you said it. It's not about, yeah, it's good to be educated, but then you got to really trust the Lord, trust God like you say you do. So you're not just showing up. You know what I mean? Because we can do that. And like you said, everybody way to get in the church and way to do Get in the word so that you won't lose your mind and you have joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength no matter what you are fighting. Everybody on this call, I'm sure, has fought something, is fighting something because we're in warfare until we leave here. So we got to fight the good fight of faith. Stop just memorizing. I'm not saying don't re- memorize the word, but get it in your heart. Thank you, Vail, for, for this morning. I promise you, bruh, as always, you blessed, you blessed on the line, but we got to listen. We can't just get on a call and just, it's not just to show up, but you got to get, this call is fire. If you're really taking in what you're getting and letting it get in your heart. Love you. That's it. Amen. Uh, there was a man who had two cows. One of them named was Bessie. And he would let Bessie out in the pasture all day and Bessie would eat grass all day long. But at night she would come to the barn and you look over there, Bessie, wasn't no hay nowhere but she'd be over there chewing the cud, chewing the cud, regurgitating what she has eaten all day long. And so when you eat the word all day long, there, there are times that, that Satan will hit you so fast that you don't have time to run and grab your Bible. That's why you have to learn how to regurgitate what's in your heart and be able to bring it back up, as Didi said, and 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 be able to articulate that and know know that it's working together for your good. 
very, very important. And we depend on so many others. We depend on the deacons. We depend on the pastor. We depend on the preachers and everybody else to do it. And the truth of the matter is, it's your responsibility to do. Anybody else? Hey, Pastor. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. This is glorious, Gloria. Pastor Lavelle, thank you for that word this morning. Um, I the I was I am blessed by the word that that was given, and for me, it just um, it reaffirmed it. It the, what the the point for me was uh, what I was thinking as as you were ministering was whatever the specific areas we have in our lives that we see as the body of Christ, we're not triumphing in. Those are areas we've not placed the word on. Whether it's, I mean, all of us got something we're struggling with. And so instead of um, walking around like the disciples after Jesus died, wandering around in confusion, we got word for some of us in our heads, some of us is in our, in our phone. But get in that word and wait on the Lord. Like Didi said, wait, wait in his presence. Trust him for what he said and apply what he said to what it is that you're struggling with. Take the specific word about what God is saying to what is going on that you are not triumphing in, that you're wandering around in, that you feel defeated in, and God will show up and he will manifest his presence. Thank you so much. I like that, Glow. Listen, one thing, y'all, we have to understand is that as a believer, God is tired of us being spoiled brats. And that's just how we act as spoiled brats. God literally wants us to be strong believers. But we can't be strong believers because we're too spoiled at what we've been doing. God has been blessing us and, and blessing us, and, and we just take it for granted, take it for granted. And the truth of the matter is there's some things you got to do. You got to do on your own. I mean, some of y'all like to spoil your kids and all of that. And, and it's okay to spoil your kids. Don't get me wrong. But there's sometimes you need to let them stand up and do some things on their own. I know some of y'all mothers probably saying, well, pastor, maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. But, but you know, this is okay. I understand. But you better understand something. But when storms come in their life and stuff, if you continue to do it for them, then what are they going to have to go on? They're going to have to go back to their, mo their mama's God, the same thing that their mama and their grandmamas taught them in order to get it done. Anybody else? I'm sorry. Morning, Pastor LaBelle's Rochelle. It's amazing that you would say that. Great declaration. It's amazing that you would say that because um, I learned uh, who God was through my mom, but I had to learn him for myself. And the way I learned um, him is when she got sick and all she would do is just bring him before me and keep talking about him and talking about him until I got it for myself. I love the scripture, um, the Proverbs 3, that says, write the word on the tablets on your heart. So when you, you, you know how um, your grandmother used to go in her bosom and pull her money out? There it is right there. You can pull it right on now. You can pull the word out and encourage yourself and encourage someone else and, and have that assurance. So I thank you for that. I thank you because um, I had a conversation with my sisters the other day um, about my daughter and learning from what I learned is 
they have to learn him for themselves. But just keep teaching, keep keep uh, putting it there because they will see him manifested in their lives through um, the teaching and the word that, um, you know, I put before them. So thank you. Your word was, was great because I have the surety of God and the assurance that he's still God. And besides him, there is no other. So thank you, Pastor Bell. You 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 better stay out my grandmama's business and stay from under my grandmama's clothes. Talking about what my grandmama got in her bosom, I don't appreciate that. It was my grandmama too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyone else? Anyone else? Pastor Lavelle, that was the secret place. That was the secret place. That was a secret place. Okay. 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 Hey, okay. you know what, um, Rochelle and Lavelle and other parents, mm-hmm. what you said, Belle, about as far as, far as um, not spoiling our kids, I get that because when you have to give them back, because you got, we got to give them back. They don't, they don't belong to us. So what happens if you do everything and, and they piggyback and then they ride on your, your walk and everything, when you leave here, they're still here. And see, for me to watch my mom go through losing everybody, her only sister, her mom, she doesn't have, I mean, she has her kids, but as far as anybody else, her line is pretty much gone to see her um, fight that and know that she's not, she's not by herself because God is with her, but she don't have mama. My Gigi is gone. And so, and, 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 and um, Michelle's talking about pulling that money out. Oh, yeah, I remember in a secret place when an ice cream truck was coming. But you can't, you got to know that this thing is real and you can't continue to um, pacify them because when you're no longer, if you don't have breath in your body, what are they going to do? The world is going to eat them up. So I, I'm glad you touched on that. This, this amazing Saturday morning, I'm so glad that, thank you, Shell, for the text. <laughs> thank you. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Great Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Um, hey. It's always been said, study to show thyself approved. And the ladies are talking about, you know, the children growing up um, um, and coming to know the Lord, our Savior, for themselves. Well, I'm a mother of four uh, children, three of them girls. And what I wanted to say is they say that if you train your child up, and the ways of the Lord, and it says that they shall um, not soon depart. And um, you know when you uh, when you're um, when the children are younger, and you're talking to them about Scripture, and you take them to church, and you're uh, praying, teaching them their prayers before they eat, and you're praying with them before they go to bed, and you're talking to them about praying when they go to school and they get into different difficult situations and praying before they take a test and praying when um 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 difficulties come their way like when they um when um children come against them and different things like that and then they know it becomes second nature so as they grow older then it's kind of like like I said second nature to trust in the Lord and it says to trust in the Lord with all thy heart you know and I like to say that now my children I'm I'm a little older in age, and my children are gone, and they're are gone out, and they're living their best life. But all I can do is trust that the Lord has allowed me to show them and introduce them to the God of my understanding, to the best of my ability, so that they can come to know them for themselves. And I can't tell you 
with the what joy the Lord has put in my heart just by me, just by them being able to call me and say, Mama, where can I find the scripture? I saying, Mama, um, pray with me, uh, Mama. Um, I appreciate it when you um, showed me these things, and I'm getting tearful, and my heart is rejoicing now because the joy in my heart, the matter of my heart, tells me that my children are okay, even though they're not with me. You know, it's just it's just satisfying peace that I have because I know that the Lord, even though I raised them with the absent father, my father was always present. You know, and I just like to say I have that blessed assurance that when I've done the best that I can do, the Lord stepped in because I was never driving a car. I was always the passenger. Right, right. And and that's good because 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 you taught them. You gave them good training ground and that's very good. That's very good. Amen. Amen. All right, anyone else? Anyone else? Pastor Lavelle, um, what do you do like um I'm I, I, I usually um when I listen to everybody, um I'm listening and doing stuff, but this time I really uh was able to sit down and listen. But what do you do when you sit down and listen and everything, you hear in the word and um and you, you how you guys said you want us to dwell on it, but you can't remember what stuff has been said. Um, I, I've been having a problem with that for a while. I'm not um even like when I was younger I was in um special ed class. But what do you do when you you know, you, you your heart is there and you're listening and stuff like that, but it just doesn't stay there. It's you know, I like I can't remember anything that you said. And I I don't you know, so I, I guess I need to pray and ask God to help me with my memory, help me help help it to stay, even if it's just one thing you said in order for me to do, dwell on it. You know, it's been a problem like that for a while now where I um, can hear the word and stuff like that, but it doesn't stay. It doesn't stick. So how can you dwell on it if I have a problem with that? What can I do well, to work on that? Okay, let me help you. Sow a thought, reap an act. Sow an act, reap a uh, habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a, a, a destiny. Sow a destiny, you'll reap eternity. One thing starts out, it's, it's, it's one piece at a time. One piece at a time. And and in order to develop a habit, if, if for instance, if if you want to become a doctor, what do you do? You 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 keep You keep getting up going to do it, right? Yes, and exactly. and 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 it's, and it's the same thing when it comes to scripture. Keep going back at it. I saw Dion posted online uh, in the room. I think people kept asking, "How do you go back and listen to the previous?" Um, uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. You know, uh, go back and listen to it, and then and then take notes. Take notes, okay. and, and 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 then watch this, y'all. Since we're all grown, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk grown to y'all for a minute, okay? Yeah. Okay. When you go to the when you when you go to the bathroom to do what you do, take your notes, take your notepad, take take that, take take your Bible, take take your notes on your phone and and things like that, and and go over that stuff. And when you continue to go over it, go over it, it'll become part of your makeup. It just like what you do every day is part of your makeup. Mm-hmm. 
it, it, it's the same way with scripture. It, it's the same way with the word of God. It becomes part of your makeup, part of your habitat, part of your daily routine. All right. Thank you, sir. It's the, it's, it's the same way, okay? And, yeah. and just like that, that, just like that child that can't do his or her schoolwork, but know the lyric to every rap tune on the market. No, every, you know, no, no. When them songs come on, they start mm-hmm. dancing and all that. It's, it's the same way. It's, it's the same way. Same way. Okay. Awesome message, Pastor LaBelle. That was going to be my suggestion to her also. I have a journal book that I use for the prayer call declaration. And I take notes. Sometimes it's lots of notes. If I miss something and I don't ask the person to tell me that, I will go back and listen to the replay. You have to take, none of us will remember everything, but taking notes really does make a difference. Even when you go to church with sermons, you're not going to remember everything the pastor said, but if you take notes, taking notes and then reviewing it during the week, go over it again. God will help you remember. All right, thank you, sis. All right. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Sylvia again. Thank you so much for your declaration. And I was listening to um, the last speaker, and I was the one that asked Dion, how do you go back and listen to the previous uh, declarations? Because even um, even uh, writing down and trying to keep up, uh, sometimes can hear something and still. Um, it was so powerful. It was so much being said that I, I want to go back and listen to it anyway, just to get it down in me. Um, and then taking notes so that I can go back. It's one thing to write the notes, but to be able to go back and unpack it, it's just like almost like a commentary. I have to have it broken down so that I can understand it. And then two things I had um, been saving to say. So when you said uh, consecrated heart versus a degree. Um, that's the way I wrote it, was in that similar way. Um, I was thinking about how. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me help. Let, wait, wait. Let me help you with it. You need okay. you need an educated head, but you okay. also need a consecrated heart. Got it. I'm writing that. You need an educated head, also a consecrated heart. Yeah. Right. Because then you went on and talk about, you know, people with the letters and so forth behind their name, but may not have a consecrated heart, right? Right, because it is possible to have a PhD, but you ain't got. But if you ain't got no GOD, you just a smart devil. <laughs> That's right. And then I was thinking when you said that, and I I get what you're saying, and but what I also thought about was that because of my um, because God has given me a consecrated heart, I've been able to um, been blessed with, you know, jobs that only people with degrees would get because of my faith and belief in him. And then uh, the other one, when you talked about, you know, you may not understand things in the Bible, like um, Mary getting pregnant or, you know, the Red Sea, that resonated with me too, because I may not understand everything that has happened or that they talk about, but I believe, I believe it and can't nobody tell me otherwise. You know, and they say, you know, if you can, you believe the wind is blowing, but you can't see it, you know, as an example. So right. thank you so much. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Anyone else? Good morning, yeah, Pastor, Pastor LaBelle. 
Wait, hold on, Jeff. Hold on, Jeff. Let the lady go, and then you go. Go ahead. Oh, well, thank you for uh, the lady. Anyway, I really enjoyed the message on this morning uh, as it uh, paralleled with the message from last week. Um, You know, as believers and also as listeners, um, a lot of the uh, messages that you have uh, preached, they all kind of trail with each other. And so I just want to thank you for that on this morning. Good word. Very good. And with all our... with all of our degrees, it's not going to make a difference if your heart uh, posture is not where it should be when it comes to the things of God, period. And you're wow. right, we are hey. spoiled. We're spoiled, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always, it's, it's like the, you know, we used to say nanny, nanny, nanny. It's always mm-hmm. in, in, especially with us as Christians, our maturity level I don't care how much you, uh, how much word we, are you speaking, people always are going to, um, you know, challenge you. I know you've been challenged on many levels, but um, I'm sorry, they lose every single time because you have the word. And as the woman uh, stated, that is down in your bosom. And so that's it. Well, that one, word have I hidden in my heart. One thing you don't do is argue with people. You hear them out. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and and let me tell you let me tell you this what I've learned. Mark my word, you can't show a man what he don't want to see. Absolutely. Well, thank you so All much. Right. Great word. All right. Great word. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. Sarge, go ahead. Pastor Lavelle, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, that eighteen inches you talked about from the heart to uh, the brain. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that that's that's the fleshly heart, you know, and you know, mind, body and spirit. You you can't separate them, right? And then you got um you 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 got the your soul and your spirit. And and it's like okay, to get the word into your heart, God is not talking about that heart that pumps blood, right? That 18 inches you talked about. So, and I like what you said when it comes to uh, practicing and studying to get the heart, to get the word. But it's like, okay, to change, to have the transformation take place uh, in your 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 soul, you know, because that that can be. Uh, a bit confusing. That's what I, I'm asking you to clear up the confusion that a person may have, or the, that I did, that Jeff have, that 18 inches from the, the the fleshly heart to the brain. So when 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 you say get getting the word into your heart, you know that that's going to cause a, a transformation and, and allow me to. Um, have that blessed assurance. Do you understand what I'm saying? I I I I I I kind of understand what you're saying, Jeff. Let me let me just try and sum it up this way. Uh, science says it's 18 inches. The medical from your from your head to your heart. Understand when we talk about your heart, your inner being, your 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 soul, your spirit, not just the thing that 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 pumps, if you will. 
but but when it when it comes to who you are in Christ and and knowing him for yourself um and getting his word in in your inner being if you will that's that's what's important and just like just like and and that's just like I talked about the cows uh chewing the cud and regurgitating being able to do that because it's a part of you uh if 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 you do stuff over and over and over again you know the reason why some people can lie so good because it's part of their makeup they've been doing it so whatever you've been doing that's just like at your job uh at, at oakland public schools don't nobody got to come in there and tell you what to do right because you know what to do you've been doing it so long right right that's just like me i'm a pastor i pastor two churches and and it comes second nature to me now but i'm also i'm also uh an environmental specialist i'm sorry y'all that didn't bless y'all i'm sorry i'm I'm also a garbage man monday through friday i'm a garbage man i, I work on that garbage truck monday through friday um my boss don't ever have to come and tell me what to do or when to do or whatever because why it's part of me now because because that's what i do and so when when it's what you do in terms of God's word becomes a part of you, it becomes part of your makeup. It becomes part of your life, your inner being of who you are. And that's why you can live the word because it's, it's, it's already in you. Okay, so the heart is the inner being, not the fleshly heart that pumps blood. The inner being. Totally. Totally. Yes, yes. Okay, that's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Anyone else? Pastor Lavelle, can I just um, encourage Cynthia that the Holy Spirit will bring all things back to your remembrance. So if you call on him and tell him what it is that you need to remember, he'll bring it back. Anything concerning uh, the triune God, he'll bring it back. Meditate on his word and he'll bring it right back. Okay. Thank you. I wish I had me a witness here. Yeah. Okay. All now right, Sam's yeah. asking about right. the crew that I brought in on what Wednesday. The ones we were having the issues with the physical. Uh oh, what happened? I don't hear. Hello. All right. Anyone else? Anybody else? Okay. Well, if there is not another today, um, I hope you were blessed. Uh, if you are in the Sacramento area, we invite you by the Greater Harvest Church um, um, at uh, 5620 Watt Avenue. We, we are having parking lot worship tomorrow uh in the parking lot at 8:45 a.m. and then my Stockton church uh 1151 West Hazelton and Stockton is at 11 o'clock so I have two worship services tomorrow uh so um um if you're in the area if you know any family members that live in the Sacramento or Stockton area please send them by the Greater Harvest Church and tell them to check out uh uh either one of the churches. They got a pretty good little pastor named Lavelle William Jones. I mean he 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 do all right, you know, he all right. 
<laughs> All right. So y'all go ahead and have a wonderful day. Thank you for allowing me to, uh, what'd you say, Didi? No. Uh, parking lot is at the Sacramento Church, not the Stockton Church, just the Sacramento Church. All right. Not, yeah, the parking lot, not the pumping lot, the parking lot, Didi. Um, so, um, yeah, so y'all have a wonderful day today. I love every last one of you. Thank you for allowing me to do the declaration the last two weeks. Uh, Rochelle, thank you so much. And um, y'all have a wonderful day. Have a Jesus day. Uh, remember, we are on uh, on Sunday mornings right here on uh, uh, the same line. Uh, uh, if, if you don't have a church home, if you want to listen to our worship, at the 8.45 hour, right on the same line. Uh, you're more than welcome to join us, all right? All right, y'all have a wonderful day. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Thank you. Activate the word, activate your faith. You are a victor. Yes, and call on the Holy Spirit. He is always available.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory.